hello my friends how are you all doing i'm recording this podcast episode on a monday night and this episode should be going up on thursday so you might be listening to this on a thursday on a friday over the weekend i hope you had a good week i hope you did your best because that's all we can ask for i just want to share the daily affirmation i wrote down today during my future self-journaling session. If you don't know what future self-journaling is, I talk about it a little more in a previous episode, so you can scroll back and find that episode, or I will also link it in the show notes. Today's daily affirmation I actually took from Twitter. The user is at Joel, aka Majee. The tweet reads, honor your journey and honor the season you're in. You don't have to judge it, like it, heck, You don't even have to love it. We honor it by being present for whatever is here, knowing that whatever is here, whether heavy or heavenly, is only here until it no longer is. I just think that is the perfect daily affirmation, not just for today, but like what I'm feeling recently. I feel like I'm just planting seeds for the next chapter of my life, but I'm kind of impatient. I I just want like one of the seeds to pop out a stem or a bud or something so I know that I'm moving in the right direction. I just want a little bit of affirmation. Today's episode, I want to talk about things that I've been watching, listening, that I've been thinking about. There's a lot to get to. So topic number one is Afghanistan. Ooh, let me start with this Instagram post by Lisa Ling. She is a CNN reporter. She has her own show called This Is Life with Lisa Ling. You can watch some of those episodes on YouTube. So she wrote, 20 years after 9-11, I still mourn the loss of every life that was lost that day. I will always honor those first responders who rushed into the towers to save people and those who would never make it back out. I also reflect on how hard life became for our Muslim and South Asian communities in the aftermath. So many were harassed and scapegoated for something with which they had absolutely nothing to do. I think of all the lives that were lost in Afghanistan over the past 20 years. Thousands of US soldiers, tens of thousands of Afghans and countless aid workers, and all of those whose lives are currently in limbo. On this solemn day, I pray that the souls of those lost are at peace and that we will take to heart all that has happened over the past two decades and not repeat the same mistakes. I think this post hit me somewhere deep. It's been 20 years since 9-11. I have rarely, if ever, thought about the Muslims and the South Asian communities in the aftermath, but it never really hit me until these last couple of years because for so long, Whenever I thought about 9-11, I'm going to be honest, I always thought about Americans are white. And this definitely is tied to, like, even though I'm American, I never felt American enough. Just going down that line of thought. Part of it is in school, we always learned about black people and white people and maybe like two, three paragraphs of Chinese people. So I never felt like Asians were a part of the fabric of America. Now that has changed definitely over the last two, three years where I've been reading about all these people who are American, all these Asians who are American and feeling more rooted in my Americanness, I suppose. But that is still an image that I have to work really hard, that I have to be really conscious about, just tying Americans with white people. I definitely never thought about after 9-11 when 
America went into Afghanistan, and there were so many more Afghan lives lost than American lives over the past 20 years. That's just a segue into this first podcast that I want to share. It is from the podcast Throughline. Very good podcast, highly recommend. The episode is called Afghanistan, the Center of the World. Afghanistan has, for centuries, been at the center of the world. Long before the U.S. invasion, before the U.S. was even a nation, countless civilizations intersected there, weaving together a colorful tapestry of foods, languages, ethnicities, and visions of what Afghanistan was and could be. The story of Afghanistan is too often told from the perspective of outsiders who tried to invade it and always failed, earning it the name Graveyard of Empires. In this episode, we're shifting the perspective. We'll journey through the centuries alongside Afghan mystical poets. We'll turn the radio dial to hear songs of love and liberation. We'll meet the queen who built the first primary school for girls in the country. And we'll take a closer look at Afghanistan's centuries-long experiment to create a unified nation. And it's not just like Afghanistan that I've been learning more about. It's also Iran, Iran, and a lot of the countries in the Middle East. The U.S. media always portrays them as the enemy. This is why I love the podcast Throughline so much, is that it tells the history of all these things. Because my knowledge from Afghanistan, I only knew it from 9-11. I didn't think about its history before September 11th, 2001. I feel like through learning about its history, I have also been able to see them as humans and not the enemy. So segue into another related podcast, Self-Evident, Asian America's Stories. This podcast episode is called No Child Left Behind by Rework. Was it like a couple weeks ago or like a couple months ago when all of the Western troops pulled out of Afghanistan and they were kind of left to tend to themselves and Taliban took over in a couple of days. Now there are many Afghan refugees fleeing to so many parts of the world. This episode, No Child Left Behind, is a story of a Cambodian refugee and the difficulties his family had starting over in Los Angeles. His story shows how too often low-income refugee youths are seen not as needing protection, but as the ones Americans need protection against. I hear the story and it challenged me to think about people of other classes, like the homeless population or the elderly. I don't know, left me, left me with many thoughts. If you listen to either of those podcasts, please let me know. I would love to hear how you feel about it. Okay, onto something lighter. This one is from the podcast Asian Boss Girl, episode 132, Wedding Guests, Do's and Don'ts. My sister's wedding is next year. I also have a friend's wedding next year, and I'm nervous about being a wedding guest. I enjoyed listening to the ladies of this podcast talk about their wedding experiences. Now I kind of know what to expect, and I definitely need to buy a heel stopper because my sister's wedding is gonna be on grass and I don't wanna just sink into, wait, actually, I'm not wearing a stiletto. I'm wearing a chunky heel, so I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. All right, next podcast. We're gonna go back to a little bit more depressing stuff. If you have listened to the podcast called More Perfect by Radiolab, you're going to love this podcast as well. More Perfect is just all about the United States Supreme Court, how they make decisions, but the audio, the audio mixing of that podcast is so good. The way that they talk about the Supreme Court and the cases 
are just superb. Highly recommend it. This podcast is called What Trump Can Teach Us About Con Law. And con as in constitutional, not like I am a con man. This podcast was created during Trump's presidency because the man tweeted so much. The basis of each episode was what he tweeted and what the constitution said about what he tweeted. The host is Roman Mars. He is also the host of 99% Invisible, which is another great podcast. For this podcast, he sits down with a law professor and she just goes through con law. I didn't realize that they still had new episodes coming out until today, but it makes sense because each presidency has effects on future presidencies. Like if we wanted to talk about Afghanistan and George Bush again, we can go there. But yeah, Trump definitely left his stink. In the show notes, I'm going to link it to episode 56 called Shadow Docket. What happened recently in Texas is that the Supreme Court upheld Texas's Texas's decision to ban abortion. But they didn't do it in the outright fashion. They did it through the Shadow Docket. So that's what that episode is about. Speaking of abortion, I'm hitting all the difficult topics to think about. I want to read this other tweet and uh, get your thoughts. The person who tweeted this is Carlos Chatman at Carlos C. If a fetus is a person at six weeks pregnant, is that when the child support starts? Is that also when you can't deport the mother because she's carrying a U.S. citizen? Can I insure a six-week fetus and collect if I miscarry? Just figuring, if we're going here, we should go all in. That is, well, something to think about. Next. This one is about Whitney Simmons. So Whitney Simmons is a fitness influencer on Instagram. Started on YouTube, moved over to Instagram. She's pretty popular. She was offline for a lot this year and recently came back, did her first podcast interview on Flourish Podcast. The episode is called Whitney Simmons, It's a Beautiful Day to Be Alive, opening up about something she never has before. I think this episode is worth listening to because she talks a lot about mental health and her being a fitness influencer, the amount of bullying and hate that she gets. The, 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 the part that really hit me was when she talked about having suicidal thoughts. And I just felt for her because I definitely had those before. Hearing her talk about mental health so honestly is comforting. I I know it's not just me who has had this experience. I'll include that link in the episode's show notes as well. All right, we're gonna wrap up on some good notes. So I've been watching this Korean variety show called Sixth Sense. It's so great, oh my gosh. There's six cast members and each week they have some guests and they're basically playing two truths and a lie. They're given a theme, three scenarios, you have to figure out which one is the lie. Each week is usually about food. They went to one place that made mint chocolate chicken. Wait, was it mint chocolate? No, I think it was just fried chicken dipped in chocolate all around and it was huge pieces of chicken like Kentucky fried chicken size. There was a place that did fried hamburgers where like when you cut it open you essentially have the freshness of the burger it's not that each layer was fried they went to a place that did shaved ice with halibut and cilantro anyways one viewer of sixth sense wrote down all of the places that turned out to be true and i'm using that to plan my korea trip whenever i go to korea because that is the most epic food list 
and yeah, I'm excited about that. I am currently watching this Korean drama on Netflix called Hometown Cha Cha Cha, and it is so, it's so healing. It's very comforting. The main actress and the main actor are so cute. They both have dimples, and I just want to I just want to poke their dimples. The main actor, he has played the second lead in a lot of dramas that I've watched before, like 100 Days My Prince, also on Netflix, also a really good Korean drama. Moving away from Korean stuff, there is a Taiwanese movie that is an adaptation of a Korean movie. It is called Man in Love, also on Netflix. I also love both the main actor and actress. Ooh, what's always interesting about watching Asian movies is its style, its pacing, and the storytelling is very, very, very different compared to American movies. And then the last thing that I've been doing a lot lately is looking up Shang-Chi's interviews and Simu Liu and Zhang Meng-er and Aquafina. Ah, great stuff. <sighs> All right, well, that's me on a Monday night. I hope you're doing well no matter when you're listening to this. I hope you have a wonderful day, have a wonderful night, get some rest, you're doing great, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye!